We're talking about the guy who's what Google Plus was the business, hey? So hey, hey. Brace Why do we have to get personal, man? Roll it. Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, the place for church, tech, creativity, and all things awesome. Look at the clock on the wall. It's time to let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Day here along with Jeremy Smith, Blessing Mbofu, and a very special guest, the very cool Ben Smythe. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I haven't heard that before. It's Ben Smith. Well, you know, I, I am known for mispronouncing last names, always, <laughs> and I, I just didn't want to disappoint Ben. So, Ben has uh, listened to podcasts, he's written for us, he's he's lots of places in the Church Mag community. So if including you, the Minecraft server. Including the Minecraft oh, yes. server, yes, that's Probably right. That's right. Let's not forget about Minecraft. So we are proud to have Ben as part of the Church Mag community. Ben! Like, welcome to the podcast, and let everybody know, like, like who you are, what you do, why you're cool, all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm not sure how cool I am, but um, I, uh, I'm a graphic designer. Um, I dabble a little bit in web development and uh, do, like, a lot of marketing, a lot of social media marketing. Um, I work, you know, both full-time in a ministry um, that's actually an addiction program, uh, but I also uh, work on the side as well with, with my own business, and then, of course, I like to play Minecraft as a, just something I do for fun. And uh, I just, you know, dabble a little bit here, a little bit there in a lot of different things. So It sounds like it. You've got your, it sounds like you got your, your fingers in a lot of different pies. Yes. My friend. Mm, pie. Blueberry. Mmm, pies. Blueberry. Wow, that's awesome. So, um, looking at Church Tech and what churches are doing, I mean, we've got our websites, right? Almost everyone has a responsive website. Um you don't run into a lot of churches that have a terrible website. Um, the tools, the cost for for those things are far more palatable. Church streaming, a lot easier to do than it was 10 years ago. Affordability, the technical curve, uh, slides, all these different things surrounding tech is, is so much uh, more affordable, easier to do, requires less training, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so sometimes I wonder, like, What's the new edge? Like, what do we need to think about church-wise? Before, it was it was pretty easy, right? Like, learning how to maybe make sound or or build a website. But with, with so many free tutorials and, and learning being so much easier and a lot more at, at, at the grasp than it was several years ago, I asked myself, like, what does the church need to help the most? And so I'm curious to hear from you, Ben. What do you think the church today needs the most help with when it comes to technology and how we use it i'd say number one probably would be social media um social media has become such a huge part of people's lives these days um literally billions of people are on social media and uh the best way to reach your community anymore these days is using the social media platforms that you have available and it's it's a much more um, uh, efficient and uh, inexpensive way to reach people um, with lots of measurable results. So, I would definitely, I would definitely say social media is the number one right now that churches really need to get better at. So, if 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 a church was doing that, you talk about measurable results. What kind of what kind of measurable results are they going to be looking for? Um, engagement, uh, reaching out into their local community. Um, you know. I'm just going to talk, you know, kind of specifically Facebook, you know, is a good way to, to be able to quickly measure results because uh, you've got insights with your Facebook page. 
um, where you can see, you know, how many people are coming to your page. Uh, when people like your posts, you can invite them to like your page. You can get them to follow you, you know, keep giving them more content and, you know, little by little get them to just get to know your church. And hopefully, obviously, ultimately the goal is to get them to, to show up, you know, at your church for a visit. Um, and then, you know, work them through, whatever process you have there as far as connection cards and, um, you know, follow up guest things. Um, but that would be the ultimate result would be getting them to your church and Facebook and Instagram, you know, various different social media platforms, I feel like are underutilized in, in reaching out to, uh, to your local community. I, I was just excited about, like, uh, you know, the idea of, of measurable stuff. Uh, the question that I had had to do has to do with how do I decide what's important? So you get all those metrics in Facebook Insights, for example. Mm-hmm. Which ones? Which ones are important? Oh, that's a good question, actually, because um, I've actually working in social media. I've been uh, learning that uh, over time. Uh, initially when I first started working in social media, you know, you saw all these different like, Oh, likes and comments and shares and reactions. And okay, well, you know, all this stuff is great. I've got all these people coming, looking at my stuff, you know, what's actually important here. What's actually something that I can, you know, that's actionable here. And, uh, here's what I found. I, I would say, um, as far as, uh, getting out there and reaching people, uh, you're, you're, your number one goal would be to get people to share your content. Um, because when you can share, get content shared, you obviously reach more people. Um, but then the number, the number two goal would be to get people to follow you. Followers are definitely more important than just likes, uh, like especially on a Facebook, for example, um, you get a lot of people liking your page, but you really need them to follow your page and not only just follow your page, but you need them to select to see your content first. Um, because the way the newsfeed works now, unless they've, unless they're following you and seeing your content first, it's very unlikely they'll, they'll see anything you have, uh, unless you pay Facebook money to, to, you know, put that in front of their eyes. So, um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's good measurable content there shares, especially, um, getting people to follow you. Um, when people like your content, uh, Facebook's got this uh, great little um, tool where you can go into people that have reacted to your content. And if they haven't already done it, you can invite them to like your page. And that's a great way to grow your page um, as well. But uh, and then now it's I will say this. It's a little hard to convert from that digital you know, platform to the reality of people actually walking in the door. Um, but the best way to do that would be with a connection card to say, Hey, you know, how'd you find out about us? Was it through Facebook or some other means? And that way you can kind of get a better idea of how many people are coming off your Facebook, you know, into your church building. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's a tough thing because if I'm being honest, how many, how many uh, studies do we have out there that would say Facebook puts people in the pew? How many right. studies out there would say that tithing goes up because we used Facebook? And I'm going to say the answer is none. Um, and so that's a really tough one that's uh, as far as having people engage. And at the same time, it's not like Facebook has this um, nice polished um, reputation <laughs> brand or reputation for <laughs> being consistent or being fair or all these things that's to make all this investment on something that feels a little bit like sand. 
um, right. that's ever shifting, that feels really, really tough. So how do you justify that to people if that's your recommendation? Well, that's, that's a good question. And um, the thing about, you know, one thing about social media is it is ever constant changing, you know, as far as mm-hmm. um, their algorithms and how, how they actually convert people. Um, you know, I would say um, one way and, you know, another way you can, you can kind of measure that result is also sending people to your website. Um, I can tell you uh, just from experience that we have exponentially more people visiting our website when we post something from our website to social media. Um, you know, without that, without that connection between our social media platforms and our website, we wouldn't have probably half the visitors that come to our website. Um, again, that's still not converting people to actual, you know, people sitting in your pews, but um, you know, if you can then track them from there to like, say, um, a guest page, you know, where they say, oh, I'm planning a visit and they fill out a form or something, mm-hmm. you know, then you can try to, you know, you can really kind of begin to justify that. Um, I would say this, as far as justification overall, you know, you can certainly spend, you know, money on advertising you can spend money, you know, with radio ads and newspaper ads. You can put out stuff on, you know, community boards and things like that. Facebook, as far as ad spend, definitely you you can see more um, results of people being reached that are that are solid for your money than you can with any of those other things. But I will well, say how, that. How do you know that? As you mean reached as in like online, but what if that's not necessarily the goal? What if the goal um, is to get people in, in person? Well, ultimately, I think the goal is to get people, you know, in church in person. But um, but it does start with like, think of it like this. You're casting a big old net, you know, and you're going to get a lot in that big net. But then that net kind of turns into a, like a funnel. And out the end is, you know, a much, much smaller um, amount that actually, you know, completes the process and ends up, you know, coming into the church. So I think uh, ultimately the goal of social media is really just to reach as many people as possible, you know, with a big splash, so to speak. But then when it's all said and done, you know, you're only going to convert a very small percentage of them to actually coming into the church. But I again, how, this. And yeah. I realize I'm pushing hard on this, but how do you know that those people are getting converted? That's the tough thing. That is the tough thing because it's hard to convert from digital to physical, but well, yeah, that, that's, been, that's been the struggle for, for advertising since the beginning of advertising, mm-hmm. whether it's newspaper advertising, television advertising, radio advertising, whatever the advertising, billboard advertising, no matter what the advertising is, to build any kind of causal relationship between the advertising and the customer is a very difficult thing. And the thing that we have found with online advertising is that we can actually find a stronger correlation than any you know, than any other time before because of online storefronts and stuff like that. And so um, while I agree that Facebook, like for advertising, you want to advertise where people are and people are on Facebook and you can play with the the, you know, who are you going to reach buttons and sliders so that you're not just, you know, like a radio ad, it's just being blasted and whoever happens to hear it when they hear it is who hears it. Um, you can be a lot more specific in that. But I think fundamentally it comes back to what Jeremy's asking, and that is, I think, at the lowest level or foundational level of what is the goal with social media as a church, as an organization, not necessarily as a body, because I think that's a different answer. And maybe that answer answers 
Jeremy's question of fundamentally from the church organization, what is the goal from the church organization's point of view? What is their goal on social right. media? I think another goal, you know, besides the conversion of people to sitting in the pews, you know, which is ultimately, you know, ideal to get them to become, you know, eventually um, members, um, you know, as part of, you know, uh, some kind of small group or working their way, you know, through whatever process your church has. But the other thing is, is you've got an audience that you could be teaching, that you could be um, getting truths to right there on Facebook. You don't necessarily have to pull everyone into a church building. You have an opportunity right then and there to also train them, to teach them, to give them truths, to inspire them, to encourage them, you know, to reach out and try to help people. I, you know, all the time I'm getting messages through our Facebook page of people asking for, you know, prayer for this or help for that. Or, you know, I, I manage a lot of the social media uh, for my, for my church as well as our ministry. And so, uh, especially with our ministry that, the, that I'm a part of, you know, we get people all the time using our social media to reach out to us to say, Hey, I have a problem. You know, I have an addiction. I need help. And sometimes you, you have to give them encouragement right then and there. So it's not always just, you know, converting them into, you know, a member of the, of your church, but you also have an opportunity right then and there to talk to that person and encourage them on social media. Sure. But I do. I mean, what my pushback was specifically because you were talking about getting people there in real life and there is no study mm-hmm. that says that that happens. I do 100 percent agree. And I am a digital native at heart. So everything you're saying, I'm on board with. Um, but when there's no actual research that says that that happens, I just like to be careful with that because right. it's technically not true. Absolutely. And, you know, that, that that's an interesting thing that I'm finding with this is that I believe the most powerful thing think about this Ben the most powerful thing that the church can do on social media is done by the individual members of the body of Christ not a specific oh, church definitely. organization and i think that when it comes to church tech that that is highly neglected we talk so much about the facebook ad and what your church should be doing etc cetera, etc cetera, without talking about as believers what should we be saying what should we be talking about those kind of things. Um, and so sometimes I think we really miss out and miss the point of what all this social media is about. Um, just like, unfortunately, so many other things, we think, oh, well, the church the church has it. The church will save them. The church will raise them. Right. The church will care for them. I don't actually have to do anything. As long as I drop my check in mm-hmm. the, the plate every week, as long as I volunteer once a month, Everything's covered. And no, unfortunately, I, that simply isn't the case. And I think that, that we all should definitely take a challenge from that. Right. I'm in completely agree, agreement with you. You know, I, I just saw um, a Barna study recently that said that uh, something like 60% of people uh, believe that the Great Commission is fulfilled by the, the church organization and not by them individually, uh, that they don't have individual responsibility towards it versus 20 years ago when it was more like 90% believed that they had personal responsibility in the great commission. And I definitely think where, what you're talking about um, involves things like groups and, and having uh, basically building communities around your, your uh, Facebook page for your church with using um, groups and messaging and things like that. Um, but, uh, and, and I think that that is how you could start getting, you know, your church members involved, 
Um, I will say as far as converting people into actual members of your church or, or coming out for a visit, uh, par none is definitely uh, the individual person going out and inviting their friends and inviting their family mm-hmm. members. Uh, there's just no comparison Absolutely. You know, as far as conversion with that. So, Ben, how come you haven't written a blog post about this in the Barna study, man? Uh, I haven't gotten around to it. It's not like I got, you know. Dude, you should totally do that. You know, like I can just think of some of the different titles, you know, as you as we as we kind of tackle and take this this head on because i mean that's just not what's popular right that's not what gets the clicks on social media for and when i say social media i'm talking about the church comms groups well, even right, the, right? Even the that's not boards, what gets the clicks the people that approve all the stuff i think that everything that you were pitching initially that I was pushing back on is what the elders would push i think everything right. that you and i i already know i agree with you on this stuff that stuff is my heart that stuff we know we need to invest in even if they don't show up to our church which i'll be honest i only care about a little bit because i just want them to be in church somewhere in community somewhere right um, whereas i think a lot of churches may not necessarily have that same opinion and so um i think that that's also very very intentional that needs to happen too mm-hmm. yeah I, I think it's interesting that the most powerful thing that can happen the most powerful, the most amazing ways to actually bring people into the church um, doesn't actually have an, a price tag f- affixed to it. Uh, the only thing that actually has a price tag affixed to it is kind of the easy number click marketing games that we so easily fall prey to. Um, so I think that that's, that's, that's where a lot of Jeremy's pushback is coming from. And I think it's all great for us to, to really think about it because I, I think it's easy just to kind of you know, we, we, we read the results or we read the headlines and we think, oh, hey, yeah, let's let's do that, too, because I want more people to come to church. I, I want those things. Those are my goals. Right. And we don't always think about how we get to those goals. Right. No, for sure. And, you know, what I'm I'm not you know, when it comes to advertising on Facebook, that's that's one thing. But um, but I also think that um, I mean, the biggest part of social media is the fact that it's social. And I think churches tend to neglect that um, social aspect oh, so right, of it. You're and so they just right. turn their Facebook page into this big old advertising board or, hey, here's our latest event that we're having. And you still need to do those things. I mean, you certainly do need to create those uh, those event pages. You need to create, you know, that, you know, those advertisements as well. Um, but if you're neglecting the social aspect, you know, on your Facebook page of actually like, you know, posting things that are like thought provoking or encouraging um, and then and getting that conversation, something, something somebody wants right, to see and getting right? that conversation going <laughs> and then also talking back with them when people respond in comments and stuff. You know, that's what really builds your 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 Facebook page and begins to build your influence you know, right. And it also and it also says a little bit about who you are. Right. So that people know that if they have a problem or or they want a safe place that they can go, they can go and come sit in your pew. They they have somewhat of an idea of what they're getting themselves into. And it removes that inhibition. So you're absolutely right. If you're communicating the right things, it turns it's a lot more about the message than it is the tool. Right. And I think, uh, you know, if you do invest in the Facebook you know, advertising at all. Um, it should be to take that same thought provoking stuff and just really push it out 
you know, locally, don't try to like, don't try to spend a hundred dollars to push it out to the entire nation. You know, that's a good tip. That's a good tip. I can just imagine, you know, you first getting started and, you know, spending some, some big bucks and realizing that you're getting Facebook likes and, and engagement from other parts of the world. Right. <laughs> right. And and about it, your bake sale. <laughs> and that's it. You know, to some churches, you know, and, and some pastors that might be exciting to think about, Oh, we're reaching the entire world from Facebook. <laughs> But it's more effective, you know, if you're targeting your local community. Um, and, you know, another thing I, I always and I'm sure you guys have talked about this here on the podcast before, but I highly recommend live streaming through Facebook, um, through YouTube and various different um, platforms, because especially with Facebook, you know, if you live stream um, through Facebook, they they're, you know, they're trying to compete. Facebook's trying to compete in that area. And so they're going to push that up automatically to the top uh, of people's news feeds. Uh, we get a lot. We live stream every single Sunday and we get a lot of feedback through our live stream. And I've seen, I'm seeing the tiniest little churches hop on the live stream uh, bandwagon, so to speak, and, and do very well with it. I mean, it doesn't really take a lot anymore these days to set up a live stream through like Facebook Live or something. Um, I would say keep going back to if you don't have your own personal platform established and working well, you really need to focus on that first. Social media needs to be, um, I, in my mind, this is me, social media needs to be that thing that helps you reach people, um, not the thing that you use to promote your message. Um, right. It needs to be an addition an add on a component, not the, the main driver because Facebook's going to screw things up in the next two years royally for most people, including nonprofits, um, especially if Facebook does not earn money. And then if you invest all your stuff into Facebook, you're in trouble. And so you need to make sure that you have your own launching pad. I would say a lot of people are using Facebook because, you know, it's it's kind of the strongest platform. It's like the king of social media for the most part. But I would recommend using other platforms as well. Instagram's a good one. Twitter, you know, spread yourself out. You know, don't put all your eggs in one basket <laughs> as far as building your audience. And definitely build that audience, you know, at your own website. Um, maybe install some kind of social plugin on your own personal website, you know, your own church's website as a way to engage people into a more, um, you know, community that's yours, that's on your platform. Like you said, Jeremy. If you don't have a good email newsletter, I would encourage you to get a good email newsletter before you do any email or any uh, social media advertisement campaign. Definitely. Newsletters are, are a good thing to have for sure. You know, uh, speaking of email newsletters, you know, if you are converting, um, 6.5%, I think what it is, uh, as far as clicks, that's pretty much industry standard across board, no matter what industry you're in. It's like 6.5%, um, that are actually like clicking through or, um, 6.5, I think is supposed to be healthy, not, not necessarily like average, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. It's like, uh, they say that any, any industry you're in, doesn't matter what industry it is, 6.5% of conversion of clicks from your emails is, is pretty good so yeah. if you get above 6.5 percent then you're doing awesome you're doing better than 90 95 percent of people yeah we get i'll tell you this uh a newsletter that i help operate we get about anywhere from 12 to 20 percent click-through rate which is pretty stinking good <laughs> yeah i've uh, i've uh challenged some churches to 
use MailChimp or some sort of similar email marketing platform to send out their leadership emails. Because a lot of times it's just out the, the church secretary does a BCC. Hopefully they at least do a BCC. Half the time they do a CC. But um, I challenge them to use something like that so they can have some analytics and they know who opened their leadership emails and who did not. Huh. Kind of an interesting accountability. Pastor, you know, that just never imagine, opens the imagine, pastor's email. Imagine, right, imagine like you're having a leadership meeting and you send out this email and then you can be like, all right, we're going to go over this. Again, and I want to apologize to 24% of you because 76% of you didn't even open up the email. <laughs> like, hello. <laughs> I mean, we talk about like church leadership and accountability and like, you know, are we doing this or not? Like, that is a crazy thing. But anyway, I think I've had, uh, I haven't had directly, but the person before me uh, would start to calculate for every minute someone's late how many people are in the in the team meeting how much money that person wasted by being three minutes late and so he had literally kind of a excel sheet put together so if they showed up four minutes late they didn't start the meeting until everybody was there because it was important and then he would say okay you're four minutes late um you just cost the company and it's not a low number like we're talking maybe like six or seven hundred dollars for being four minutes late Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag Podcast by visiting Church Mag Online. You'll find a link on our main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag. And while you're visiting Church Mag, send us a message. And be sure to subscribe to the Church Mag Podcast so you can receive an early release of the new show every Friday. We don't do that for just anyone. Ben, show up. Where are you? Are you here, Ben? Ben I am here. Ben is here. Whoa. Ben is here. We've already been uh, um, uh, Ben, so I think we're good. It's the Benster. Okay. How's okay. the microphone? Okay. I don't know. You've only said one thing. Check, check. check. We usually check. do a freestyle rap okay, yeah. um, to test our microphone. <laughs> oh, I'm terrible. <laughs> well, it's what we do, so go ahead, Ben. It's freestyle rap or it's uh, share your um, biggest sin that's ever happened. And we are definitely not live streaming right now. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, man, I don't, I don't, I'm not good at that. Really? I'm not good at that. I don't do rhyming. <laughs> All right, man. My wife does, though. My well, wife I is guess really good at one. it. You don't have to- My wife is actually great at rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I had known I was going to be rapping, I would have invited my wife to this podcast because she's actually really good at it. Really? Okay, so yeah. what are the top rap artists in your family? Not, I mean, what I mean by that is that you listen to, not actually in your, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I like, I like, you know, Lecrae a little bit. Um, let's see, who else? Can you go deeper? Can you go deeper than that, though? Can you go deeper Tadashi. than Lecrae? Oh, Tadashi. Yeah, that dipping down into the one one six a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Oh uh, yeah, I know. I listen to a few of them. All right. So I kind of I, I mix it up though. I don't. That's not. Uh, what do you usually really listen to? What together. do you jam? Like when you pull up Spotify, if you do that, what do you what do you uh, what are you pulling up? Well, uh, when I'm pulling up Spotify, it's usually when I'm trying to get some work done. So I'll usually put on some kind of like. Uh, some kind of like electronics, something or another, nothing with words or anything, just, you know, like some electronic beats or something just to kind of like get exactly. my mind moving. Because <laughs> no when you're like trying to write an email and you like hearing this new song, you're like, what are they saying? You're like, crap. <laughs> Right. <laughs> to be trying to compose something. Oh, so true. So true. That's why they say video game music is great to work to. Oh, yes. Like pull up some of. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For yeah. sure. 
That's the best. That's the best. Yeah, and Ben, how do you pronounce? And Ben, how do you pronounce your last name? I'm kidding. Okay, it's it's pretty simple. You know, Smith. <laughs> I'm not related Smythe? though. I will gotcha. just tell you right now, we're not related. <laughs> me and Jeremy, not at all. Not even by a long shot. You know, I mean, well, you don't have to make it that well, bad. Got, I mean, at some point, I would think the branch would meet. I mean, hello. Unless somebody was copying someone else's homework. Well, <laughs> just saying. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. <laughs>